all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Be Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into another happy recap episode here at the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You could follow me on Twitter, at Andrew Galata. And then also, you could follow the podcast on Twitter, at the Houdat Dis. And the Saints run off another win in this one, as they defeated the San Francisco 49ers 27-13 in a very, very sloppy game. Drew Brees gets hurt, and I think that's the main story. Even though the Saints win, Brees does go down with now five fractured ribs and a collapsed lung, which... Sounds very serious, and I mean, it shouldn't end his season. I think that's the main thing that we should be talking about. He, It seems like he's going to play again, and it seems like this wasn't his last game. Now, we can't guarantee that because this injury is kind of a touch-and-feel type one. The most optimistic timeline is two to three weeks, but again, I don't know where Drew Brees will stand on that. I think he'll tell you that it's two to three weeks considering, you know, he's just such an ultra-competitor, and he's a guy, I think it was Chris Rose Vogel who said he said he's basically a lunatic in all the best ways. And he's not wrong because, look, he's going to try to beat his timeline. And I have no doubt that Breeze will beat his timeline and come back onto the field here in 2020. I know he probably feels like it's his last year or one of his last years. And he wants to get back out on that field playing with his guys. And I think that, you know, he's going to do that. It's just a matter of when. And if it's two to three weeks, four weeks, which is what I'm really thinking right now, kind of at least think four weeks. And if it's earlier, then, you know, that's great. And if it's later, you're a little disappointed. But even like, again, it wouldn't be the end of the world, especially when you do have Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, which we'll get into talking about later when we get into kind of the quarterbacks and what the future will be or the immediate future will be like for the Saints team. Because it is very, very interesting what's going to happen next, because now it seems like Jameis Winston is going to start for the Saints on Sunday against the Falcons. We'll obviously get into that when we preview that game. But uh, again, that I think was the main story, but the Saints won a very sloppy game, and that's kind of just another way for the Saints team to win. They were able to get four turnovers, which is great. They were able to get two interceptions and two muffed punts. You'll take that for sure. They do turn the ball over twice, though, which is something that is going to have to change. I mean, you have the Deontay Harris muff punt that I think he made up for, had a few really nice returns, and obviously the two muff punts by the 49ers. I think that was something that at least kind of canceled out. And then the Taysom Hill fumble, he's got to hold onto the football and be able to really protect it in these types of situations. It was kind of, you know, nearing the end of the game. And again, in those kind of clock management type situations where you're, you know, milking the clock, you can't have fumbles. And that's something that Taysom is going to have to get better at because the Saints will play close games and they will play closer games with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill at quarterback, whoever it is, and you can't make big fumbles late in games. And that's something that I do want to highlight, but again, you do win the turnover battle, which is huge. I feel like you win the field position battle, which is just outstanding, because that's really where the Saints won this game, because especially in that first quarter, they lost the time of possession battle really badly. They were getting dominated at the beginning of this game, and then you were able to bring it all together here, and that's something that, to me, was very big. Because, again, you do end up losing the overall time of possession battle. You do end up losing the total yards. I mean, that that's something like first downs. They lose that as well. But they started off so poorly, but they were able to turn around. And that's something that, to me, is 
huge here, especially when you have a backup quarterback playing half the game. Look, the Saints got dominated in the first quarter, but they came back, they played well. I mean, just going into these notes, I mean, look, they lost a lot of these major stats, but they had their huge wins in a few categories. You're talking about red zone. You're three or four in the red zone. The 49ers are one of three. We've talked about it all year while the Saints have just not been good in the red zone on defense. Well, they were good on red zone defense today. I think that's really big. Obviously, you were good on offense. So, again, winning you know, in the 20s is going to be really big. That red area, everyone always talks about it. And the Saints were able to, again, play timely football and win this game. They're able to win the rush yards battle as they always do. It's something that really this team is adept at doing, stopping the run. And Alvin Kamara had another outstanding game in this one, three touchdowns. We'll get into that later. The Saints weren't really good on third down in this one. I think that's something that, again, it's kind of anomaly with this team. Like one week they're really good on third down, and the next week they're awful. And that's something that I think is going to have to get better. But right now, the Saints won this game off of a few, I think, really key uh, statistics or kind of characteristics of this game that go down to field position, that go down to red zone efficiency. And I think that's really big turnovers. And you can flip a game like that, even though you don't have more yards, you don't have more first downs, you're worse on third down uh, percentage. All that stuff is going to hurt. But if you're able to come up in here and win, you know, kind of the hidden yardage game, it could all change it around. And and that's what it did for the Saints. And especially when you have Jameis Winston in there for half the game. To me, that is really, really big. So that is going to wrap up our note segment here, talking about the team stats and kind of the overall kind of storylines of this Saints win and kind of of looking at it from a far distance. Now we're going to zero in on certain intriguing matchups, as we always do here, starting off, with the new guys for the Saints that were former 49ers, Emmanuel Sanders, Quan Alexander. I thought going into this game, these would be two really big pieces. One of them was, one of them wasn't. We'll start off the one that wasn't, and that was Emmanuel Sanders. And I think this has a lot to do why he didn't have a big game in this one. Is because, look, the Saints were changing quarterbacks mid-game. That's obviously not really a good sign for Emmanuel Sanders. So really all of Saints wide receivers did not have a good game. The Saints leading receiver was Alvin Kamara, but their leading wide receiver pass catcher was Michael Thomas, only two catches, 24 yards. So that's something that obviously this wasn't a wide receiver game for the Saints, which is something that, again, for Emmanuel Sanders really didn't go his way. He only had one catch, five yards. I mean, again, I feel like with Sanders, it just didn't seem like he fit into the game flow that much in this one, which is, again, it kind of is what it is. I feel like the Saints offense, I mean, again, they ended up with 27 points, which is great, but there were a lot of times in this game where I feel like the Saints lost a rhythm or they couldn't muster up a rhythm, whether it was Drew Brees at quarterback or Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill. And that's something that I feel like, again, you do have these types of games and the Saints are still able to win by two touchdowns. That's obviously really big, but the Saints really couldn't get into like a really characteristical rhythm in this one, which is why I think Emmanuel Sanders wasn't targeted more and really didn't get open that much. I feel like, again, it was like the Saints were behind, and they came back kind of quickly because of some short fields, and then they got ahead, and then they started running the ball a lot. So I feel like it just wasn't a game for a lot of receivers, and when they were throwing it, it was a lot to Alvin Kamara. Seven catches, 83 yards for him, and a touchdown. He had a big game. So, again, that's really what it was for Sanders. And then you move it over to Kawan Alexander, and he, to me, had a really good game in this one. And I think it's twofold. A, look, he had a good game on his own stats. He had four tackles. He had a half a tackle for loss. Always seems like he was around the play, flying around. He's got really great speed, really plus speed, and it just pops out to you on the screen. That's all great 
and I think that's a huge bonus for the Saints. But why I say it's twofold is because Demario Davis had a day in this game for the Saints. He was everywhere. He was outstanding. To me, he was one of the players of the game here for the Saints on defense. I mean, 12 total tackles, three tackles for loss, one sack, one pass defense, two QB hits. He was all over the place, Davis. And again, I think that had a lot to do with Kawan Alexander coming into the game and kind of taking something off of Demario Davis's plate, which I think is integral for this Saints team. And I feel like it's something that this team is going to see going forward. You're going to see a lot of these two linebackers flying around. Demario Davis looking a lot better. I mean, you're just looking at his PFF grade, 91.4. He was great. His pass rushing grade was 91.9. Coverage grade was 80.9. Really great stuff from Demario Davis. And then you look at Quan Alexander. I feel like he was a guy that was doing a lot of the dirty work. He was flying all around, as, as we said. But I feel like he was just taking a few things off of Demario Davis's plate. And that was really helping the whole defense and that really freed up Demario Davis to do a lot of different things. It allowed him to blitz in a more disguised way. He was able to drop back in coverage a little more easier and cover it up a little more. I think that was something that was big, kind of show something else. And then you drop back once the play happens into a completely different coverage set. You can do that more often with Quan Alexander because, again, he's just a better kind of coverage linebacker than Alex Anzalone. He's, I think, faster than Alex Anzalone, too. I think... It's just that energy I think he brings is different. And this is no knock on Alex Anzalone. I think he's an average starter. He is just average. And, and that's what I really think he is. So, you, you know, he's not going to be a net negative, but he's not going to be a net really positive either. Quan Alexander could be a net positive for this team. And I think that he's going to be. He was in this game. And I think that's something that's really big. He was just flying all around, making some plays. And he made a difference against this Kyle Shanahan offense that, you know, stretches you out. It plays you in a lot of different ways. And, you know, moves you in a lot of different ways. And it seems like Alexander's speed, Demario Davis's speed, and playmaking ability really were huge pluses for this Saints team against, you know, a West Coast offense in San Francisco here. Moving over to our second intriguing matchup, and it was Nick Mullins versus the Saints secondary here. And I did think that this was pretty interesting. I thought the Saints played good as a secondary. I think that they didn't let up these huge kind of coverage lapses as we were talking about in the pregame show. Like, how will they do against a backup quarterback? You know, will they be motivated? They were definitely motivated. Marshawn Lattimore did come out of this game with an injury, so we really couldn't get a, a full kind of evaluation on him. But when he was in the game, he looked good. We'll see what the injury report says for him. I think it's an oblique injury for him, but he was on the sideline dressed. I think they just held him out, hopefully for precautionary reasons, but we're not 100% sure on that. So, I mean, on the pregame episode for the Falcons, we'll definitely give you an update on Marshawn Lattimore and all of the other Saints injuries because they had a lot. And uh, that, that was, I think, the only negative out of this game was really the sloppy play and then also the injuries. And you still had a two-touchdown victory, which is obviously really good, and that's what you'll take over all this. But again, those are kind of the two negatives here in this one. But overall, I feel like the Saints secondary did play well against Nick Mullins. I think, look, you saw... Malcolm Jenkins have another really nice game, and he's really coming into his own, which I think is really big for the Saints team. And I think that Malcolm Jenkins could really help the secondary in a big way. You saw Patrick Robinson come in for Marshawn Lattimore and have an interception. That was really good from the Saints secondary as well. Marcus Williams had another good game. I thought he played better. He kind of got beat maybe a little bit on, I think, one throw by C.J. Beathard, but Again, it didn't matter. It was underthrown anyways. So, you know, good play from him. And really the rest of the secondary, they were up to the task even against Nick Mullins. 
And look, that first drive, it was causing some concern, but I felt like the Saints were going to get it all together, and they did. I mean, even one of the field goals they gave up, it was on a short field because of the muffed punt. So I feel like overall, I mean, again, you feel like 10 points on non-short fields, that, that's good defense. And you got to give it off to what the Saints did against this 49ers offense because I know that the 49ers are missing a lot of guys, but this Saints defense came in here, they were motivated to stop them, and again, they were able to really kind of stymie that Kyle Shanahan offense, which they haven't been able to do in the past. So that's something that, to me, is really big. You were able to stop the run. You were able to stop the zone runs, which I think has been really big in this game because Shanahan and those offenses are great at those zone runs, and it really doesn't matter who's in. I feel like it could be me running behind that offensive line, and like when the Shanahan offense is clicking, anyone's going to get five yards of carry. In this game... Only two yards of carry. I think that's something that is just huge for the Saints. They stopped that Shanahan offense. And I think that's something to that. I don't really care what the personnel is. I think there's something to stopping an offense that they really have never stopped. So I, I think that's something that's really big. And a lot of that had to do with the secondary with some really nice play all across the board. Obviously the interceptions, but even not. I mean, I feel like he got some really solid play out of this secondary for now really the third straight week. So that, to me, that is really huge there. And then our third intriguing matchup is Alvin Kamara versus this front seven coming into this game. This front seven for the 49ers, I feel like, was the best part of their team overall. And Kamara had a good game, especially against these linebackers, Fred Warner, Drake um, Greenlaw, excuse me, there. I feel like Kamara did a great job. Three touchdowns is really going to help that. Doesn't get to 100 yards in scrimmage, but still 98 isn't too shabby. A lot of that through the air in the receiving game, but... He made a huge impact. He was really the Saints' best player on offense for sure. And when you're able to get three touchdowns, now he's 11 total for the season, which is just outstanding here. And Kamara was able to, to me, have a good game overall. Running the ball, he wasn't that good. Only eight carries, 15 yards, but he did have the two touchdowns, which is really big. Latavius Murray, he had 57 yards on nine carries, so that's really where the Saints were able to run the ball well. Taysom Hill had eight carries, 45 yards, so the Saints did have some success there. Kamara really just didn't get a ton of chances for the Saints. I feel like, again, the runs that he did get, there were a lot of pitches and a lot of the, like, end-around type plays. I would really like to see Kamara, especially now with Breeze out, give him those zone runs, give him those runs where it's up the middle, and I feel like that is going to really help him. And it's going to really, I think, see more production. And that's just my opinion. I feel like the run, you know, to the outside, where it's either the stretch or the end around or the quick pitch. Yeah, those are great. But I feel like there's a lot more chance, I think, to run those zone runs. The Saints are, I think, are a lot better at blocking them. I think you see more, you know, big holes from the offensive line there. And I think that's something that the Saints should do more. Because especially against these teams with good linebackers, and you're going to see another one with the Falcons, I'd say the only you know really good player on this Falcons defense right now is Deion Jones. Like, And he's going to be all over those pitch plays. So running up the middle, run the zone plays, I feel like you're going to see bigger holes from this offensive line. Kamara's going to run right through them, and you're going to see bigger gains from him. I really think that's something that they should try more often with Kamara. And they've been doing it really well this season, and they've been doing it a lot. Just in this game, they didn't for some reason. Maybe it was game script. I mean... That's something that I would just do more. But overall, look, he got his catches, 7 for 83 and a touchdown. That was a great game there. Three touchdowns is always great. So, look, he was the best player here on the Saints offense, as I said before. And I think he'll continue that going forward. And he passed another test against a pretty solid front seven with the 49ers. 
So before we get into our group by group recap, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Houdat Discussion Podcast. Late fall college ball, the NBA bubble, and UFC Fight Island. It's clear 2020 has been a year unlike any other, which is why you need a sports book with offers unlike any other. Get some skin in the game with my bookie, where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there's really no better time to feast on some NFL action. Whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also have a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up at MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code OVERTIME to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to a thousand bucks. The terms are simple. You put in $200, they'll match you with another $100 in your account. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at MyBookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Welcome back into the Who Dat discussion. And now we're going to get into our group-by-group recap where we grade all of the Saints groups here, starting at the quarterback, all the way down to the special teams and coaching. So here, starting off with the quarterback, Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, we're going to grade all of them. I'm going to give the group as a whole a B- minus because, look, they didn't lose the Saints this game, but they definitely didn't win it here. You had Brees again when he was in. I feel like he was a little off at some points, but he was definitely getting going. And it's just a shame that that injury happened because I felt like he was going to have a fine game in this one. Because I feel like Brees this season, he starts out slow, but then he gets it going real quick, especially in that two-minute drill. And it seems like that was happening in this game, but obviously he gets injured. Jameis comes in and look, those relief appearances, excuse me, are just so difficult I mean, he ends up not having a bad day. Didn't throw an interception, which is great for Winston. He was 6 of 10, 63 yards. Look, it wasn't awful. It wasn't great for Winston just playing game manager. Did lead the Saints to a field goal drive and a touchdown drive, so that's obviously great. Again, once the whole game plan is kind of in place with Winston at quarterback, I think then we can evaluate him. But right now from this game, really can't evaluate him. And I feel like right now when looking at Winston, I feel like that the Saints could win games with him. And I think that's something that I want to talk about right now, especially with Breeze hurt, and it seems like he's going to be out for at least two to three games, probably more. I mean, I'm thinking like four. I think that's kind of a good number, maybe even five, maybe less. I mean, then I'll be surprised and I'll be pleasantly surprised. But being realistic, I think it's three to four right now, maybe even more for Breeze. But I feel like when, you know, looking at Winston and what he can do, he's not Teddy Bridgewater. I think that's one thing that I think the Saints have to embrace where, look, he's not going to be a game manager and he's not going to, you know, kind of give it to the defense to win. He's going to try to win it himself. I think that's a huge thing with Winston, good or bad. He's going to try to win it himself. He's going to be able to throw the ball downfield really nicely. He's done it throughout his whole career. He makes some just 
beautiful throws, and then he'll throw into triple coverage, and you'll be like, why, Jameis? And I feel like, again, he's just a different guy than Teddy Bridgewater, and I feel like, look, maybe Winston was able to get better, and he was able to come up in here and do some different things, and now he's going to be this guy who doesn't throw a lot of picks, and it's kind of like Breeze, where he's able to just kind of you know get the ball to his playmakers, but I feel like the Saints are going to try to really get that ball downfield with Winston. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case in this one. And look, I would like to see a long pass once in a while, not going to lie. You know, getting Emmanuel Sanders down the seam or getting Michael Thomas free loose. I feel like that's something that the Saints could definitely do. And with Winston, he's the best deep ball thrower here on this team for sure, even when Drew Brees is healthy. So I feel like that's something that the Saints will use to their advantage. But I feel like Winston, he's not going to come up in here and beat Teddy Bridgewater and make the defense win. Maybe he will. But I just don't think he's going to. I think he's going to try to win it by himself. The good news is, I think Winston has more talent, raw talent, than Teddy Bridgewater. And I don't know if I'm the only one who thinks this, but I think if Winston is molded the correct way, he is, to me, a Pro Bowl-type quarterback in this league. And you can win with him, and you can win a Super Bowl with him. You know, he is a number one pick for a reason. You just got to mold him correctly. Tampa Bay wasn't able to do that. Let's see if the Saints could. Because he's got a ton of potential. We know the arm talent is there. We know that he can throw the ball downfield with ease. And I think that he's going to be able to get it to the Saints skill position players. It's just, can he keep those turnovers down? And I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. But he's not going to be Teddy Bridgewater coming up in here. And to me, just being kind of a check down player and someone that's going to be a game manager like Teddy was. I mean, at some points he was better. But I think on a lot of points of Teddy's five-game streak, win streak with the Saints, it was a lot of just let's not lose the Saints the game. And other phases of the Saints you know, team was able to win. And I feel like Winston's going to try to win some games. I think he will win some games. Now he just can't be the reason the Saints lose games. And it's going to be interesting to see. And I'm actually really interested. I'm intrigued of Jameis Winston. I think really all of the intangibles are there for really a great QB. But he obviously hasn't been able to put it all together. Let's see what happens. It's going to be very interesting to see him start. The one thing I will say, and this happened in this win over the 49ers, please, Sean Payton, do not take out Winston, especially early on for Taysom Hill. And I know that a lot of people are going to say to do that, and people will be fine with that. But I'd really like to see Winston get a rhythm. And then once there's a rhythm with the offense with Winston and they're moving the ball down the field nicely, then maybe you can put in Hill for kind of like the knockout punch. But I feel like running this two-college quarterback system won't work. I don't think Sean Payton will have it in place. But again, it's going to be interesting. Just go with one quarterback for the most part. And then once you get a rhythm with Winston, I feel like then you could bring in Hill for you know the big runs, end of game, hopefully, and you're kind of playing clock management. I feel like that's where you know Hill will be best served. But I want to see Winston in there at least getting a rhythm and you know he's able to control this offense. Like this is his offense. And Payton gave Bridgewater the opportunity to do that last year, and I'm hoping he gives Winston the same opportunity because I feel like when, you know, running this this quarterback here for the Saints, this quarterback position, this quarterback room, I want one main guy. And look, this two-quarterback system cannot work, and it just doesn't work in the NFL. So one of these guys, and honestly, I don't know who's the better option at this point. I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking it's Winston, especially right now, but maybe it's Hill. I don't really know. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not in the rooms every day, and I'm not in you know, the meetings every day. Maybe it's Hill, but give it to one of these guys and let them own it. And and I feel like that's something really big. And I think the Saints will go with Winston. I think going with Winston is the correct move, but let them get a rhythm with the offense. Let them move the ball down the field, score touchdowns, 
give you know Michael Thomas a ton of chances, give Kamara chances, give Sanders chances, give Cook chances, and I feel like the Saints will be more successful in that way. So we'll see what happens, but overall in this game, it was kind of like a game manager, but I mean, when you have two quarterbacks in, you have a third one coming in, it's a lot of very kind of interesting things. They didn't lose in the game, didn't win in the game, but that's really what it was here from the quarterbacks. Moving over to the skill position group, I'm going to give these guys a B plus. I feel like, look, Kamara was outstanding. It was the Kamara show, especially in the red zone, three touchdowns. That is great. In the receiving game, it was the Kamara show as well. Seven catches, 83 yards. He was the leading receiver for the Saints. Michael Thomas didn't do too much in this one. Two catches, 27 yards, which to me is a little disappointing. When is he going to really get going? That's going to be interesting to see. I think there's no doubt that he will. It's just a matter of when. So, again, that's going to be interesting. Deontay Harris, he had four catches. That's, I think, big for him. And I believe he had a third down catch. I think he's a guy that the Saints are getting into this offense, which to me is very interesting. Sanders only had the one catch for five yards, as we said. And then you go to the running game here. Latavius Murray, as we said, nine carries, 57 yards. I thought that was really good, 6.3 yards per carry. Taysom Hill had the fumble, but besides that, over five yards a carry. So that's even though a lot of people talk about Taysom Hill, I feel like he's definitely could be used positively in this offense. But don't go with the overkill, especially with Winston coming in in his first start with the Saints, you know, if that's the case. I really don't want to see too much of Hill because you want Winston to get that rhythm. Now, if things aren't working and Winston's throwing a lot of interceptions, then maybe you bring in Hill. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And I'm actually pretty intrigued. I'm not going to say like, oh, I'm so excited to see the Saints without Drew Brees. I'm not. No. But I'm just intrigued just to see what, what's going to happen. And I was intrigued last year when Teddy Bridgewater came in because it's just change and you're just kind of like, what's going to happen? And you kind of just want it to be Sunday already because it's like, I want to see the Saints and what they're going to do. This is a 7-2 ball club. And it's just going to be interesting to see how this all works out. Again, it, it, it is definitely going to be, I think, different than last year. I, I think it's, it's not the same carbon copy, different part of the season. You're playing different teams. I think the Saints could have similar results, though. And I'm just going to leave it at that. But skill position group. They did a good job here. Give them a B plus. It wasn't outstanding. I feel like besides Kamara, no one really controlled the game. I think you would love to see more out of your wide receivers, especially in the future here. But overall, B plus, good game from them. And then the offensive line, I feel like really everyone outside of Cesar Ruiz, who had a pretty poor game in this one, did well. So I'm going to give him an A minus. They did give up three sacks, but one of those sacks were on Taysom Hill. It was Again, he was in the pocket for like, I feel like forever, and he was trying to look for an open receiver downfield and just couldn't. That's on Taysom Hill in that one, and supposedly there were a lot of open receivers. So, again, that just can't happen with Taysom Hill. And I feel like the two sacks on Winston, I feel like you really can't judge Winston's performance and this really whole Saints offense's performance here in the second half because you're coming in with a relief you know, quarterback. It's very, very difficult. But overall, give these offensive linemen a, a minus. I thought they did a pretty good job, especially in the run game as well. Saints got over 100 yards rushing, so again, that's pretty good there. Flipping it over to the defense, I feel like this defensive line, again, played outstanding. Give them an A, give them an A minus, whatever you want to give them. To me, they were really good. I'd say the only reason you don't want to give them a full A is because they only had two sacks. But again, overall, they were really all over the place, especially tackles for loss. 11 tackles for loss from this whole defense. A lot of them were from the defensive line. Overall, really great game up front there. Got to shout out David Onyemata. As Nick Underhill called him, the Manitoba Mauler. He is really playing out of his mind right now. I, I really like him. I like how he's playing. Also, shout out Marcus Davenport. He's been outstanding so far this season. And he's a guy that's really winning on his one-on-one matchups. And you know, he's pushing guys out of the way. He's eluding offensive linemen. That's really great. Cameron Jordan, 
he kind of had a pretty quiet game, but he was holding up those double teams so the other guys could have big games. And sometimes you need those assisters to, you know, kind of throw the slam dunk up for the alley-oop. Like, sometimes you need that to happen, and I feel like that's the role that Cameron Jordan's playing over the last few weeks there. But overall, defensive line did play really solid. Malcolm Brown did go out of this game with an injury, so it's going to be interesting to see what he's up to and what he's going to be in his recovery. So we're going to get more information on that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and definitely look forward to that information on our preview episode of the Falcons game. Moving it over to the linebackers, and as I was saying before, give them an A, A+. Plus. It was their best game of the season, and a lot of that had to do with the addition of Quan Alexander. He was just all over the place in this one, and that helped Demario Davis be all over the place in this one. I mean, it really makes a difference when you have another speedster, and again, I don't think Alexander played perfectly, but he was really solid, I think, and that allowed for Demario Davis to play perfect. And Davis was outstanding. We already said his stat line, but Again, he was just all over the place, had a great game, very impactful game, and so did Alexander, and as we said, it was twofold, so I thought that was really big. Again, it seems like Anzalone's now going to be a backup with Zach Bond, so that's very interesting there, but that's really the case. Saints linebackers had their best game of the season, so especially right after adding Quan Alexander into the fold, you have this type of game. To me, that is very, very encouraging from the Saints linebacking corps. And in the secondary, again, I thought they played a solid game. Give them an A-, minus, even an A. I feel like, look, they only gave up 13 points and definitely an A after that first drive. That first drive was definitely a little kind of shaky, but they ended up doing a good job. I mean, really, everyone from top to bottom, the only thing I'm a little worried about is the Lattimore injury, but hopefully he's fine and it's not a long-term injury. If it's a game or two, I, I think the Saints could really hold up with Patrick Robinson. He's playing some good ball. Had another interception here in this one. Malcolm Jenkins is playing much better, and he's really looking like an impact player for this Saints defense. So overall, really nice play from this Saints secondary. And now, again, that's three weeks in a row. That's very, very encouraging as they look to completely right this ship. And I think they're doing it. And look, as much as it looked improbable at times, I think they're on the road. I mean, they do have a tough test here with the Falcons coming into the Dome here because you do have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. It's going to be interesting to see if he plays or not. Hayden Hurst. I mean, they definitely have a loaded skill position group, so the Saints are going to have to step up again in the secondary, and they're going to get another test here, and it's going to be in the division. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that all works out. If Lattimore does play, he'll definitely be up to playing a guy like Julio Jones for sure. We're not worried about the motivation in that type of game. Moving it over to special teams and coaching. Special teams, I'm going to give an A- in this one. And I would give them an A because they played an outstanding game. They flipped the field position. They did all the great stuff. You even may want to give them an A. But giving up that muffed punt, it could have really hurt. And I know it didn't, but maybe in closer games, mistakes like that do hurt. And I feel like they made up for it, but you still got to kind of put that in there. So A-, maybe you want to give them an A because that's how good they were besides that muff punt. And again, you could definitely make an argument for that, but... You cannot have muff punts, and you could tell that to the 49ers. Look how big those two muff punts ended up being. Ended up being, I think, 14 points for the Saints. So, to me, that's really big, and I feel like overall, when you know looking at this game, muff punts are going to have a lot to do with it, and I feel like the Saints were able to capitalize more than being hurt by them, but again, they weren't fully unscathed in this one, so give them an A- there. And coaching, again, they were sloppy in this one. So, again, I feel like I want to give them... An A- minus because I feel like the game plan was good, especially on the defense. Dennis Allen had a really nice game plan, and I think he gets kudos for that. Sean Payton, 
Again, it was just very interesting because he had Winston in there. It's almost like an inconclusive for him. It's like B plus A minus, I think, right along there. And uh, the Saints were able to get the win. So that's obviously really big. Again, an ugly win is still a win. 7-2 is still 7-2. Right now you're in the two seed right now. I mean, look, I feel like in the NFC, no one's really kind of went above and beyond. I think that the Saints were definitely trending in that right direction, but then you just lose your quarterback. So let's see what's going to happen. I'm very interested to see what Jameis Winston can do in this offense. I feel like that's something that we have to talk about going forward. We obviously will in that preview episode against the Falcons. Definitely going to do a lot of studying on Jameis Winston to see what he can bring, what Sean Payton will scheme up for him. It's going to be, again, I feel like not a Teddy Bridgewater game plan. I think they're going to try to do some different things, and that's going to be, I think, interesting. I think they're going to try to take some shots downfield. Winston's got some really great arm talent, and I think that's something that the Saints are going to try to take advantage of. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Saints definitely build a game plan around Jameis Winston. And that's something that I think, especially against, you know, a division opponent, they're going to see something new in this one. These Falcons, they're going to see something that probably Sean Payton hasn't done yet, which I think is a plus. If you want to take one plus of Jameis Winston playing over Drew Brees, at least you're going to see a lot of new plays. And usually Sean Payton with another quarterback, especially like a talented one with with, uh, Jameis Winston, he's able to put a really nice game plan together and it challenges him. And I think that does help. And the one silver lining, I think that is, especially against a division opponent who, look, the Falcons know what the Saints do with Drew Brees. They've played him so many times. But do they know what they're going to do with a guy like Jameis Winston? It's yet to be seen. That's going to definitely be very interesting there. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. That means on Twitter, you can follow us at the Houdat Dis. On Instagram, you could follow us at Houdat Discussion. And then also, you can listen to the Houdat Discussion wherever you get all your other podcasts. So that means iTunes, Google Play, and then also Spotify, where you're on all of those sites. Good win for the Saints. Keep that winning streak up. It was definitely ugly, but look, you'll definitely take it. And we'll be back with you probably Thursday, Friday for that preview against the division rival Falcons. But with all that said... I wanted to say thank you guys for listening, turn it loose, and who dat?